From the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Ah, yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, presented by Silverback Advertising. Online is silverbackadvertising.com. For those of you watching, got that crazy backlight. I broke the blinds and now they don't close all the way. I got to put new blinds in the office budget. Anyway, welcome to a Friday morning. A couple of uh, days ago, uh, I wanted to talk about something that is... Um, uh, Relevant to all of us nowadays, especially those of us who work from home, or if you work in a company that has some other people that work from home, maybe you go to the office. Uh, I asked this question and I solicited answers on LinkedIn. And let's get the uh, let's let's roll the clip from the question. How do I do that? Should have rehearsed this. Here is the question that I asked. Hey everybody, I need you to answer a question for me for an upcoming episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Cameras on or cameras off during meetings? What situations do you have your camera on or off? What do you think the etiquette is for cameras on or off during meetings? Would love to hear what you have to say. Please comment in the comments section below. Is it is it over? It must be this way. Comment and I will use your answers in an upcoming episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Have a good day. Bye for now. All right, now this is that episode. Let's read some comments. By the way, if you have something you want to weigh in on, you can give us a call, 203-665-8305 to get on live. 203-665-8305. So, okay, Tom Klein says, I feel cameras on is the best etiquette unless you have arranged a no-camera meeting in advance. Cindy Carasquilla says, new clients onboarding, demos, Pitches, meet and greets, all cameras on. So calls with clients, new clients onboarding, demos, pitches, meet and greets, all cameras on. Staff check-ins or brainstorms or really any internal one-on-one or group calls, cameras can be off. It's been a long 18 plus months on Zoom, so as many internal type calls that can keep cameras off, the better. She also hashtagged God bless baseball hats. Amen. Sister, wearing my Nike hat right now. Here's what I do when I have my camera on and in the event that I have the camera on and it's with a client, I, uh, after I get ready in the morning for work and then I brush my hair and then I put my hat on. So when I have a client call or a client calls me or it's an impromptu video, I just take the hat off and my hat head is just as good as if I try and style my hair because it's a horror show. That's what I do. Uh, Bill McDevitt. He says cameras on schedule breaks for longer meetings where cameras can be off. If your meeting is long enough to need a break, it's too long. Uh, Ryan Niffo, who is the account manager at swipe digital marketing. Ryan is a listener. He just messaged me the other day, said he enjoys the podcast. Thanks for checking in, Ryan. I appreciate it. He says cameras on just be mindful of your colleagues and professionals in the room in the meeting. All right, sir. Uh, Kyle Laurie says, typically on. 
I prepare for it on, but you can easily read the room and turn it off. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I, yeah, I agree. You can. Dave Stalvey, on. It shows a level of respect for the other party and also a representative of how most vendors, clients do business face-to-face. Yeah, you're replicating the face-to-face interaction with a face-to-camera, camera-to-face-to-face interaction. Maria Corsaro, former uh, guest on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. She's the owner and president at Zoom One Media and Advertising. She's cool. She says, cameras on, definitely. For long meetings, I do believe it's acceptable to turn off a camera briefly. You have to take a call, bathroom break, or need to answer a call or text. Yes. I agree. Uh, Phil Jubileo. Oh, Phil is... Phil Jubileo, he weighed in. He says, cameras on. Phil used to be the play-by-play guy for the Danbury Trashers, the hockey team owned by uh, trash magnate Jimmy Galante. And uh, I don't, there's a Netflix special out right now called... Um, called True Crime or Crime and Penalties. It's about the hockey team here in Danbury, Connecticut, the Danbury Trashers, the guy who owned it, his son, who was the general manager, 17-year-old son who ran the team, and um, all their uh, legal uh, troubles and and uh, and uh, whatnot. And it's a really good story. Uh, check it out. And Phil Jubileo, who just weighed in, is in it. He is in uh, the documentary. Is it documentary? Or documentary. Anyway, um, Ken Hauser says on. Boom, one word. Thank you, Ken. Uh, Stan Schur says cameras on with full... A lot of people want the cameras on. Cameras on with full disclosure and permission. Later, edit content and grab nice bits for powerful social media content. Think about what Gary Vee does. Sometimes we can catch the best things that are being said randomly. I like it. I, I like cameras on. Uh, now, I got a guy who I work with. He's the director of digital of Silverback Advertising. I, he's probably not going to like this, but he rarely turns his camera on. Sometimes he does just to show us that he's a real person, and usually his hair is disheveled or, and I'll do turn it back off. Um, but he's not cameras on most of the time. Now, his excuse, I don't know if this is true or not, is that when your camera's on and you're presenting, it uses more bandwidth. That's what he says. And most people just believe him because he's the director of digital. So yeah, he's digital. He knows what he's talking about, right? I don't know if he's just an excuse to not turn his camera on, but maybe some people who don't want to turn their camera on do it because of like location. Like I'm in my office slash playroom slash laundry room where I can't close the window blinds all the way because I got this back glare here because I broke it. I got that guitar behind me that... I don't play very well. It needs to be tuned. It's not just for show, though. I was trying to tune it before. Um, but it didn't work. I got to take it to the guitar shop and get a shakedown. Um, so I like cameras on also, but I have coworkers who keep them off unless it, it depends on the meeting, I think. I agree. Who said that? It depends on the meeting. I think Cindy said that. If, with, if it's with a client, I always prepare to have it on. But if I get on and they all have theirs off, then I'll turn mine off. Because if it's on, you've got to 
pay attention. You got to act, you got to act like you're paying attention more. You've got to, you know, uh, you can't be all over the place. And generally I'm all over the place. If you, uh, if you want to weigh in at all, got something to say, you can call in to the show at 203-665-8305. That's if you're watching now. If you're listening to this as a recorded podcast, please don't call me. I'm busy right now doing something else. Don't call the number. It's going to make my phone ring. But if you're listening live, it's 203-665-8305. Uh, I also wanted to talk about attribution. Yes, we all like the word attribution. Hey, Matt, I spent $8,000 on this. Did I sell any cars from it? Well... Mr. Dealer, I spent $8,000 on that. And I can tell you that 20 people saw the ad and then bought a car. But Matt, did they buy a car because I spent the money? And then my discussion is, well, I don't have a direct plug-in to their brain stem. And so I don't know what made them buy the car. I know for a fact they saw the ad, whether it's a display ad or a Facebook ad or OTT, whatever. They saw it and then they bought a car. Did they buy the car because they saw it? Well, unless you are like, what's that movie with Martin Shore where he's inside Dennis Quaid's body in the little spaceship and he's flying around? What's that movie called? Inner, inner something? Unless you're in there like Marty Short, and you're in Dennis Quaid's brain, and you can find out, oh, Dennis went to Chick-fil-A because he saw a Chick-fil-A commercial on TV. That's the reason he went. You don't know. Did it influence the decision? All right, yeah, sure. Many things influence your decision to do anything. What people tell you, what you read on the internet, what commercials you see, word word of mouth. Many things influence your decision to go somewhere or make a purchase or visit a place. But to tell what's the one thing, I spent this, so I got this, is difficult to nail down. So I asked that. I said, do you think there is absolute attribution? Uh, We did this, so we sold this. And then I asked people for their opinions on LinkedIn. So let's see what they had to say. After I sip my uh, Patriots mug here. Uh, let's see. Here's what the people have to say. Terry Lancaster, who, by the way, sent me this book, how to sell cars, how to sell more cars, not just cars. Uh, Terry says attribution is a myth. You can't even 100% say why you bought something, much less why your customers did. You can gather useful hints, but the human mind is an enigma. Yes. Yes. Uh, Kyle Mountsier, 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 Kyle's the man, he's all over the place, but I still can't pronounce his last name, he's the co-founder of Contagious Auto, he's got a new company, he's changing the world, he's making automotive a better place for all of us, we all thank you Kyle, he's doing God's work in the automotive industry, but I still can't pronounce his last name, he says, what made the sale happen, the answer, yes, exactly Kyle, many factors are going into it, it's not the one thing, and you don't know what the one thing is. It's the combo of the things. Mount Seer, I think, is the right way to say it. Thank you, Kyle Mount Seer. Uh, Bob Lanham. You all know Bob Lanham. Pfft, everyone knows Bob. Head of automotive for retail, Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, and uh, WhatsApp. He says, I thought Google Analytics told us what worked and what didn't. A little sarcasm there from Bob. Uh, I like it. 
Um, Brian Tool. I still print out things, by the way. Oh, oh man. Old school. I still print this stuff out. Uh, Brian Tool. It helps if you separate your marketing spend into two buckets, acquisition and retention. Acquisition is transactional in nature. Uh, acquisition is transactional in nature because you're acquiring a new customer. Many channels will influence this, so weighted attribution is the goal. Which mediums influence the transaction the most? Oftentimes, it's multiple mediums. In transactional advertising, you measure marketing metrics and you work backwards to attribution trying to connect the dots. Good luck with that, says Brian. Uh, ain't somebody else to pick that up. Angel DaCosta. Do you need to promote your Apple podcast? I'm a professional podcast promoter. You will get more downloads, ratings, subscribers, and real listeners to your Apple podcast. If you went, if you went to more details, please inbox me. PLZ inbox me in all caps. Angel, this is spam on a very serious topic about attribution. Unacceptable. Albert Thompson. Oh, Albert is a recent winner of the pitch tank. He says, hey, Matt Wilson, 100% total absolute attribution is the $1 million golden egg in the industry. When it comes to crystal clear attribution, we believe several things have to be considered. Is this client lead data unique and new to the advertiser? In other words, don't try and take credit for existing or previous uh, clients. Can you prove that data is 100% unique and new to my business from your efforts? And second, is the source driving the traffic unique to the lead data? In other words, don't hijack my dealership brand name for SEM and then say it's 100% your attribution. Right. Last, can you connect the dots and tie it back to a sale? Which is where it gets very difficult. Creating a custom unique audience that's 100% new and fresh to the client of your direct efforts from your direct methodology, methodology you drive to my store without any external influence. Yeah, we, yes, Albert. Albert's right. Can't keep reading it, but Albert's right. Thank you, everybody, for uh, weighing in on both those very important topics. Before we let you go, I've been taking a lot of flack. Kids will pick that up. It's fine. No problem. Got my four-year-old trained. Um, getting a lot of flack for... Um, my fandom of Tom Brady. I'm a Patriots fan, as you can tell here by this mug. Put that anywhere. Patriots mug. And also this New England Patriots cup holder or coffee coaster. Uh, people say, oh, you can't be a Brady fan. You can't cheer for Brady because you're a Patriots fan. You're a bandwagon Patriots guy because you're uh, you watch Tom Brady and root for the Buccaneers. You can like more than one team. I'm a Patriots fan first and foremost. The Patriots and the Bucks are playing at the same time. I watch the Patriots game. But I also watch the Buccaneers game if it's on at a different time because I like Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. You can like more than one thing in the same category. It's possible to be a fan of the Patriots and Tom Brady and the team that he is on. I will choose the Patriots. Let's go over anything else in the NFL. But if you don't watch Tom Brady, you're sleeping. The greatest of all time. It's a story. And I like to watch any football game that's on, really. So for the people out there who say, Matt, you're a homer, you're a front runner, you're a Brady fan, I say, shut up. I'm a Patriots fan. But man, I love Tom Brady. 
That guy's so good. All right. Have a good weekend. Happy selling. Thanks for checking out another episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson presented by Silverback Advertising online at silverbackadvertising.com. If you're listening to this on a podcast uh, platform and it's a Tuesday, do not have a good weekend. Have a good Tuesday. I want people to know that I'm sensitive and sympathetic to wherever you are and whoever you're listening. And that's a Slack message. Ignore that noise. So thanks for checking out another episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Presented by Silverback Advertising. Bye for now. Hit him with the hind. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. I don't. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.